0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Friday, May 15th installment of the Silicon Insider, the only truly honest and uncensored look at life and business in the Valley. We're again in the Malone bunker in Sunnyvale at the Egyptian coffee table, quarantined and ready to go. My name is Mike Malone, and I've been covering this town longer than anybody. I'm here with my co-host, Scott Budman, essential tech reporter for NBC Bay Area. Our producer is Tad Malone, and our host for this podcast is, again, The Silicon Valley Business Journal. Now, let's get started. Okay, what are the big stories of the week, Scott?
1: We had one of these stories that makes the Silicon Valley a national place, in some ways even an international place. And you know, every once in a while that happens because we've got all these companies and we have these crazy leaders. And this was a week dominated by, I haven't been able to say this for a while, something other than the pandemic. This was a week here dominated by Elon Musk.
0: What a crazy (laughs) ass story. I mean, the chain of events. Yeah. It's unbelievable all and i look back and it was only about a week's time most of this occurred
1: right it started uh i guess you could say mid last week right and you know musk has been sort of stealthily trying to open his factory uh which is located in fremont california right. used to be a toyota gm plant before that a gm plant it's gigantic i
0: toured it in fifth grade
1: there you go and the tours now are even more impressive because yeah. it's all robotic and everything And that's where Teslas are made. Right. And the county of Alameda, which is where Fremont is, has had, as much of California and much of the country, a lockdown on a lot of businesses. Right. And Musk has tried to bring people into the factory to make cars. That's his bread and butter, obviously. So there's been this back and forth. And, of course, it erupts, where else? On Twitter. On Twitter. Over the weekend not long after you and I put this to bed last week, (laughs) uh, Musk comes out and says, you know, not just free America and the pandemic is silly and all of his crazy tweets that did not age well. He says, uh, this is fascist. We're going to sue the county of Alameda to let us come in.
0: Free America, free, free Tesla, yeah.
1: He's really grabbed the banner of sort of the coalition that wants to open things again he's
0: the liberty guy now yeah
1: and you know i get it he's a capitalist through and through he wants to make cars but at what cost are we going to have people shoulder to shoulder in that factory working on these cars at a time when that's a bad idea
0: yes and the county of alameda says oh no you're not
1: (laughs) right the county of alameda comes back and says we are willing to talk with you and work with you but we're not going to let you in, period. Period. And then, yeah. and I saw it for myself, standing right so outside. So Elon takes day. you to a
0: higher power, by the way. Now he goes right. to Governor Newsom.
1: Right, and because the California law, or the California edict on this, was a little lighter right. than the one locally in Silicon Valley in Alameda County. Newsom was saying, let's get some of these businesses open. Uh, Alameda County was saying, not so fast for our local businesses. We're just not ready to do that yet.
0: And Which you- is a gutsy call when you consider how important Tesla is to Alameda
1: County. Oh, gosh, very much. You know, I remember the, it wasn't much of a- And that's like a,
0: Flint saying, no, G, and right, exactly. Open.
1: Uh, and on a smaller scale, uh, there's a town here, Los Gatos, where Netflix, and you know how yeah. big Netflix is, is oh, yeah. not only the biggest taxpayer, but by far. And they had a little skirmish over Netflix wanting to build. And Los Gatos said, oh, but we're a small town of wealthy people. We don't want you to build anymore. Right. And Netflix said, we'll leave. Yeah. And they got that building.
0: Yeah, funny and how that works. What
1: Musk is doing is similar to a lot of sports owners who say, "I want a new, a new arena. stadium, Yeah, and if they say no, you Move know, on. the Raiders go to Las Vegas, or the you know Raiders go everywhere. <laughs> but you know, the, the Brooklyn Dodgers yeah. go to LA. I oh, mean, sure. You know. So in, in history, and, and he's really putting his foot down. And then he so, said,
0: "We're going to just burst through the doors, right. to hell with Alameda County," and he says, "I'll put my own life on the line." I'll I'll be the first guy to be arrested.
1: Right. He says, if anyone gets arrested, yeah. let it be me. And so, um, you know, that's... Meanwhile, uh, he's saying, that's we're cat- leaving. Right. That's catnip we to We don't get reporters. our way, we're leaving town. Yeah. I mean, the idea that Musk would be marched out in handcuffs or something. Yeah. I was up there and I I honestly, they send network crews. We sure. saw the big guys all up there. It's the PR event of the season. Yeah. And it's interesting because if you're a network crew who's been around here you just sort of roll your eyes and say okay here's the latest Elon Musk thing but I was asked by some network crews who came out from the east coast what is this what's they going on they sent
0: crews out from the east coast to cover this
1: it was it, wherever they were uh, I mean it was <laughs> it was that big and and yet the Tesla plant is so gigantic and the parking lot is so big Yeah, it's hard to tell you know day to day And and as the week went on there were definitely more cars in the parking lot there were clearly more things right. going on even though Nothing was officially going on, but ultimately, lawsuit or not, they seem to reach a detente. Alameda put out a statement saying...
0: Well, it's funny, the governor, it's like, right? I don't want to get my hands dirty on this one. This is down to Alameda to figure out what they want to do. And meanwhile, everybody knows it's going to have to go through Newsom. And you know he dropped a dime and called the Board of Supervisors in Alameda County. And he didn't say, oh, it's in your hands. He said, figure out a way to get through this. We're not losing the only auto manufacturer in California.
1: Well, Newsom has a tough position because he's trying to keep bars and beaches from being crowded. Right, And that's kind of a losing battle if you've seen some of the footage lately. Yeah, People are sick of this.
0: Well, and some of it's absurd. Ocean City, New Jersey, you can surf. But you can't swim.
1: Right. Well, even in Santa Cruz, the beach uh, here in California, yeah. you can walk your dog or take a stroll, but you can't put right. your towel down and stay. Yes. keep moving. Right. Um, and, and, I mean, look, this all makes sense on a health pandemic level. Right. Uh, but... We're learning a lot about the psychology of people through this. Yes. And it's not just political. Admittedly, some in the press seem to say, well, it's the left versus the right. It's Trumpers versus whatever. But I think it's just people who, they really just want to get out. They really want to do business. They want to make cars. They want to go see their friends. And it's been a long time.
0: And everybody's conducting their own personal calculus of risk. Yeah. You know? And people come up with different answers.
1: That's a good way of putting it.
0: Yeah. So Elon then says, okay... Uh, well, Newsom finally talks to Alameda County and Alameda County I said, "Well, okay, nobody wants to publicly set the precedent of allowing this to happen, but everybody wants it to happen uh, so it finally gets worked out, and now Elon says, why well, they moved to Texas and they moved the plant to Texas anyway i 'm selling my house in Hillsboro, right Me and Grimes are going to you know take whatever that kid, that new baby 's name is." <laughs> And there's some pretty—I mean, you saw in the Business Journal, they did a calculation of what—how much money Tesla would save on taxes. Yes. And how much money Elon would save on taxes just himself if he moved somewhere else.
1: Well, one of the things I think that's
0: what's going to happen. Elon will change his residence, but I don't believe yet he's going to move that plant. That's a big capital investment.
1: Right. It would um, be—the interesting thing about the plant is— It was already an automotive plant when Tesla moved in, but it had to be completely transformed. I was gutted. Because it's electric cars, it's robotics, it's all this stuff. I I assume he'd have to do that somewhere else, and that would take a whole lot of money. Um, But then again, look what he did in China. That went up fairly quickly because they had done it previously in Fremont, California. But to move means a lot of people would be out of work.
0: Thousands. You're no
1: longer the hero in Silicon Valley. And Musk wants to be Iron Man, I get it, but he specifically wants to be the hero right here.
0: Which is telling why he's selling that house. Of course, he's announced he wants to have no
1: No physical
0: location.
1: Yeah, that's more than just putting a house on the market. Yeah. And we're talking again about tweets made, God knows what time of night and in what mental state, but he's saying, I don't want any worldly possessions, I'm gonna sell all my houses. Um, By the way, I'm a new dad. Uh, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah,
0: There's something about Billy Dare saying, I want no possessions. Yeah, that's easy. They, sometimes, (laughs) you know,
1: you see those celebrity magazines, they're just like us. Yeah. Sometimes they're not. They're
0: not. They're not. (laughs) Um, Part of this has to have been just a sheer game of chicken. I agree. Yeah. Part of it, though, is Elon's personality. It's sort of like, I am an autonomous individual. It's kind of an Ayn Rand kind of attitude. I'm an autonomous individual. I'm going to do what I want to do, what I think's right, and no one's going to constrain me.
1: Right. I mean, uh, with those characters, you know, the architects and the train guys, the right. Hank Reardon's and Ayn Rand, would they say, well, these guys might get sick if they come back to work? Or no. would they just say, we're no. going to keep the train going.?: It's the
0: ready. Ubermensch. We've got to plow our way through into the future.
1: Now, there's something uh, heroic, as we said, in, in what he wants to do, but does that backfire if you start getting some COVID cases yeah, on the it's, assembly
0: Yeah, if re- get the secondary spike and a bunch of Tesla employees die, right? Then all of a sudden, of course, you know, in that worldview, that's the cost of doing business. You know, you got to plow into the future and, you know, make things happen.
1: I guess, but it's 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 horrifyingly. No, oh, it's horrifying. Yeah. It's cold
0: blooded as you could possibly be. And
1: and you wonder if it's. Um, I mean, there's already backlash to an extent saying, oh, I was going to buy a Tesla, but this guy's sacrificing his workers for that car. No thanks.
0: Yeah, well, it's an interesting customer base. It's not guys buying Ford F-150s who might say, hey, man, we got to get a paycheck, got to get back to work. These are Tesla owners. That's a very different demographic. And it'll be interesting if there is a backlash against
1: them. We'll see. I mean, one thing we've noticed about Tesla that... Always gets overshadowed by their CEOs' tweets. Yeah, is it's now been profitable for consecutive quarters, plural. That's an amazing thing if you think about where they were five, ten years ago, um, and that's why the stock price remains so were
0: high. Ten months ago, when right. we were talking about the company.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's it would be uh, the latest American success story in business if it weren't knocked off the headlines by its own CEO
0: by its its crazy CEO yeah the chairman's gotta be talking to him there's gotta be board meetings going on right now Uh, you know $850 stock
1: price or whatever would would quiet well yeah I mean
0: the board got together and threw out threw out Steve Jobs but Apple had lost 80% market share you know that was a different scenario yeah yeah, exactly well it's kinda you know Newsom's playing he's gotta be Waking up in the middle of the night, screaming, because he essentially... California has been reduced to Silicon Valley and Hollywood as money generators. Agriculture, kind of, but, you know, it's been regulated out of existence. Hollywood's flat on its back right now. All Newsom's got right. is Silicon Valley, and he's, he's the potential of alienating Elon Musk... You know, you don't want to do that. At the same time, you got AB5 still going. So at a time when people really want to be working at home, making some money, you can't do it. Uh, he's got himself in a real interesting box, and he must be praying every night. You know, just say Clara, boy. He's praying every night. That's right. He, he's, going, he's going to Mass every Sunday just praying, please make this thing end.
1: I mean, you've got his prediction of 25% unemployment, which could be low, to be yeah. honest, in California. And yet, the job losses are coming from you know small businesses and, and right. that these big tech companies that are still the cash generators have not had any layoffs yet. No. Um, I mean, and, and they may, but so far they haven't. I mean, that's, and they're that still that firing is his
0: list. cash cow. He, right. can't, he can't lose that.
1: Right, right.
0: All well, right, well, Elon, <laughs> it just goes on and on, doesn't it? Um, Okay, working from home.
1: I think that's our other big story this week. Uh, And in any other week, it would be the biggest thing. Yeah. These tech companies are saying, we're doing it. Yeah. We're making our numbers. We're making our products. We're getting the software out on time.
0: A report from research firm Valvoir found that the cost on productivity of people working at home, which I I think most companies assume... these people are probably half productive working at home. You know what the net loss is? 1%. That's amazing. It's mind boggling and it's, you know, when I read that it was hair raising because I thought, oh my gosh, if there's no difference, why are companies, I'm sure they're doing this calculation right now, why are we having big office buildings and paying huge rent and everything else, and we can just have our workers work at home. We can make up that one percent drop in productivity just with, by giving them better tools. You right. know?
1: Uh and boy is that a discussion. Think about it. I forty, mean, and
0: forty percent of workers would prefer now
1: to I work know. at home. No, these stats are just mind blowing and they're very impressive. And granted, if you're salesforce and you just built that tower, you didn't build it to stay empty. Yeah. You know, Apple didn't build that spaceship so people could stay at home. Um, But other than a few of those examples, you know, NVIDIA is another one that just spent a gigantic amount of money on a headquarters. Um, There's a lot of CapEx money.
0: Yeah.
1: In the, you know, just a few months ago in our great roaring economy that was sitting there for new buildings. Right. Let's say companies now are having that discussion and saying, well, okay, we're not going to build that new building right now because there's uncertainty, but also people like working at home. Yeah. That money has to get spent somewhere. It's in the CapEx budget. Maybe this can go to... Improving your home office yeah, if you're my you employee. Get, you all
0: get top quality cameras now. Right. We're going to give you higher speed internet so you can have really rich Zoom calls. We're going to give you all that stuff.
1: So is the digital divide... And by,
0: by the way, way they're going to have to. I, you, if you yeah. remember, as always, I'm about five years ahead of the curve. <laughs> I wrote a book right, oh, what, six, seven years ago called about the Protean Corporation. And I essentially said the future of companies is a small coterie of hardcore employees necessary to have to be at some place together and then surrounded by this giant cloud of talent, some of them permanent full-time, others permanent part-time, some of them just doing 20 minutes of work. Some drivers. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And here we are. I mean, it's like we're just, we're literally in the middle of a paradigm shift and we can see it happening all around us you know
1: it, yeah although it's a paradigm shift maybe i just don't know the definition can it be forced upon you if it's is it still a paradigm shift
0: it's basically a general agreement okay that this is the new way of doing things
1: it may well be i mean jack dorsey of twitter which by the way didn't build a gigantic headquarters right. just leases some folks yeah, in place on market street fixed uh, the warehouse. right they say work from home forever which means i guess And we'll see it in the next couple of earnings reports. But it seems like these companies are making it work, which means the money can go elsewhere. Perhaps some of the traffic can go elsewhere. Uh, The question is, are people... It comes back to it's a social thing now. Well, now
0: we heard from our correspondent from Massachusetts, Bob Grove, (laughs) saying San Francisco is becoming an unpleasant place and people are leaving. Now the Valley, if you can work at home... Do you have to be in Silicon Valley? I mean, what does this portend for San Francisco and the peninsula here? Good question. I mean, we have a net loss of people. Companies start moving out. Do they just have a little headquarters here and all their employees are scattered across the landscape? We don't know yet. And there's also some very interesting challenges that are going to emerge. We haven't had that yet. When you get sent home to work, Right now, we still, well, I'm still an employee of, you know, whatever, Juniper or something. Six months of doing that, how strong is your loyalty to a company that is essentially just a logo on your computer screen? And HR departments have not addressed the challenge of how do you maintain employee loyalty when they're not seeing other employees on a regular basis? Do you hold events at the uh, at the Shark Tank for all the employees of the company because you don't have a building big enough? And then you give them bread and circuses. Do you give them tchotchkes They put around their computer at home that says, "You know, I'm an employee of such and such." Otherwise, recruiting is going to be so simple now. You're just going to send a you're going to send an instant message to some home worker and say, "We'll give you uh, 10 bucks more an hour if you'll join us." And you go sure and you press a button and all that happens is that little logo on the top of your screen changes to your new employer (laughs) so how are you going to have how are you going to maintain employee retention in this new world
1: those are all great questions and maybe that's where some of that capex money goes to try to keep the employees because they're going to be recruited away you're going
0: to have to you're (laughs) going to have to bind them okay next up uh grove also sent me this one he's really watching he's he misses california uh, Governor Newsom has proposed a 10% pay cut right. to state workers due to the pandemic and budget concerns that are rising from the pandemic. First of all, can he do that? Second of all, will the unions, SEIU and all that, will they ever allow him to do a 10% across the board I don't he'll Right,
1: I don't know if he'll be able to be across the board, but Newsom is trying to clearly stay ahead of the curve that the White House has not been able to do. Right. In other words, we see... Uh, the White House and, and to an extent the CDC constantly backtracking and saying we didn't know this would happen we didn't know this would happen yeah. Newsom wants to say look let's I mean he he yeah. talked about schools a long time ago right uh, he talked about the 25% unemployment rate before it happened he's saying we're going to have to cut pay we've got this gigantic budget deficit in the future he's trying to cushion what's coming right. and you know I get it that's a, a strategy that's oh
0: no you know, I, I I'm very he, ambivalent about this one I think he's yeah doing the right thing, I'm just not sure he can do it. (laughs) Uh, If he'll ever get through a a uniparty-controlled state government, if that will survive his idea. But on the other hand, I sense a lot of resentment out there working folks. You work in the commercial world. You're hurting terribly Right. right now. And you're being told what to do by a large body of people who are still getting their paycheck. Right. You know, government workers are still getting paid. You're not, and you're going to have to pay taxes at some point on your diminished income and everything else. And there's a there's kind of a feeling that maybe the people that are out there running the pizza shops and the gas stations and and everything else, they should get a a, a voice in these decisions that are being made. And I think they're taking it. Vox is take you to the streets because they don't feel like these paid government workers really have a stake in the game.
1: Literally taking it to the streets. You're yeah, right. Yeah, literally. We're starting to see that, yeah.
0: All right. Uber. <laughs> you want to get...
1: <laughs> this is an interesting deal. You mean the Grubhub deal uh, that, yes. that may happen. And maybe by the Six time you're hearing this... billion
0: dollars to buy Grubhub.
1: Yeah, for all you... By the time you're listening to this, it may either be scuttled or it may be consummated. Um, but, uh, you know, Grubhub, another publicly traded company... Uber, which is really kind of leaning on its Uber Eats right now. Yep. And, um, you know, consolidation in in some ways during these tough times makes sense. Um, I understand the, you know, politicians coming out against this saying, oh, it's monopolistic and whatever. But uh, for these companies to survive, they're going to have to join forces. Sure. And this is, I think, the first of many uh, of these kind of deals we're going to see.
0: But a purchase, an acquisition? I mean, why not a partnership?
1: Um, I mean, Grubhub. I mean, Uber needs Grubhub's hurting, right? But but they're bringing in cash, and Uber yeah, needs that.
0: I mean, I go down to, you know, I'm trying to do business at uh, takeout business at local, you know, restaurants that I love. You know, I've been going there 20 right. years. I'm trying right. to help them keep going. I get there, and I'm literally picking up food, and the only other people that are there, seven or eight guys, all got their heater carriers, they're warming things, and they're they're all delivering food. Yeah, that's what's keeping all the restaurants open around here so I can see the appeal of all this these guys are working they're getting getting paid that's you know basically uber needs it right now but what happens after I mean are you going to get in that car that just delivered eight orders of you know spaghetti alfredo you know and the car's full of garlic and then pizzas (laughs) or hamburgers I mean how does this work it hasn't had to work before, so it's all new.
1: This entire gig economy is, yes. it looked good for a while. I mean, really good to investors. Right. And then it looked a little less good after Uber went public. Yeah. And then the pandemic hit and it looks like a disaster. Right. So how do you even save it? There are obviously investors and, and employees that want to save this business model. Sure. And maybe joining forces with others and driving around in a garlic smelling car is the way you save it. Because the alternative is not great.
0: Yeah, and is it Uber that you have to, they've now announced that the driver and, and the passenger have to wear masks? Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, God, I mean, this has got to be tough for these guys. It's just insane. But to get, out of your, to get out of your core business, you're essentially saying, no, we don't deliver people now. We deliver whatever pays. So now, now they're basically UPS in private cars.
1: I mean, Uber Eats was a a growing part of it.
0: Yeah, by necessity.
1: By necessity, and it sort of made sense. And also, the long-term dream of the Travis Kalanick's and, you know, that other guy who's in jail, uh, were to make these all autonomous eventually. Um, That's obviously on hold now. But the idea that, hey, one of our branches of business is now the hottest thing going, let's not only double down on that, but maybe grab a competitor because at least for now we still have enough cash or stock to do it.
0: Okay, it just seems like an acquisition is a foolish thing. It's it, you should you know you, you have your core business and you're gonna, you're planning on returning to your core business. This is a temporary aberration. Don't spend 6 billion dollars that uh, might be obsoleted as soon as the economy takes off again. It just seems like a an odd strategy.
1: People said that when HP bought Compaq.
0: Yeah, and they still say that Yeah, about HP buying It <laughs> killed HP, basically. That was
1: also billions of dollars, yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: All right. Apple. This is kind of interesting. Uh, Apple's reportedly in talks about moving its uh, uh, f- up to a fifth of its iPhone production from China to India over the next five years.
1: This would be a big shift for India. Yeah. And if they make that shift... Um,
0: $40 billion worth of iPhones. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, India has been, within the last few decades, it's gone from known for being small and red tape to a giant economically, largely because of call centers and technology and great universities. The default used to be, I'll get my degree in India and then come to Silicon Valley. You don't have to do that anymore because you have publicly traded companies and you have sexy tech stuff going on in India. True. But you don't have manufacturing in many places in the world right now. If they do that, right? ooh.
0: Well, I think it's, there's two things about this that struck me. One of them is this is a real body blow to China. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like China's going to keep paying for what it did or perceived to have done for a long time. And one of them is get rid of, you know, just seal off your supply chains to China and move them somewhere else. And this is a big one, because Apple is a prime mover and it's a key influencer. And for Apple to say, we're getting out of China, that's pretty devastating. The second thing is, this is, well, I'll talk about it in a minute, but India doesn't have the best reputation for quality. That's been, the, that well, there's two things right. that's, been, that's been haunting India and keeping it from really going all the way. One of them is, remember, we, all, we offshored all of our code writing to Bangalore, basically, a few years back. And then we discovered that while you got good code writing, you didn't get great code writing. There was a lot of problems in there, and there was a lot of frustration, and a lot of companies began moving back. Remember, Kleiner Perkins announced they weren't even going to do investments in India anymore. Uh, the second thing is the time problem. I mean, if China's a lot of time zones away, India is a lot of time zones away. I mean, it, you're, you're, you're calling people at 2 in the morning. Somebody's on the phone at 2 in the morning all on right. one of these calls. So that's a problem. Um, I'll get into it a little more in a minute. But the, the, India's got a real chance right now to really enter the world economy in a big way. That would
1: be interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. You want to get to winners and losers?
0: Well, we got a couple of real quick things. Right. Employment news: Tesla's furloughed twelve thousand. Winchester Mystery House big layoffs before it's right before it's set to reopen. Santa Cruz Boardwalk big furlough. Right, uh, but state unemployment filings fell last week. I mean, compared to what we saw, speaking, yeah.
1: yeah, the state is, is still getting hit so hard. Right, um, and Zoom,
0: but not surprisingly, Zoom hiring, is hiring five hundred yeah. engineers. Hopefully, some of them are working on the privacy section of
1: them. I'm sure they are. They, I think they just bought a privacy company, too. So they're, they're and, a and meanwhile,
0: board. you're the one that's out there on the streets right now. Have you noticed that construction is back?
1: Yeah, they're standing six feet apart. They have new rules. They have to wear a mask. But
0: uh, I mean, the, the continuing canyonization of El Camino in Sunnyvale is back on. I mean, I'm seeing condos going up, high-rises. Semi-high-rises going up everywhere.
1: I guess that shows that somebody is optimistic.
0: Yeah. (laughs) They're still building. Even on my street here, we had two houses that unfortunately, one of them was being completely rebuilt and the other one was being reclad. They started just before the pandemic hit. And they have just been sitting there unfinished now for two months. And finally, the workers came back this week and the houses are getting done. It's got to be relief to those poor people. Probably the ones that are being completely rebuilt. They've been in a motel for two and a half months. So, I mean, this is good news around here. And uh, Uh, let's see if we have anything else. Uh, That's it. We got—let's go winners (laughs) and looters. All
1: right. My winner this week, ESPN. Uh, They're running away with the title this week. They moved up. The Last Dance, if you haven't seen it, it's eight episodes in right now. Yeah. Nine and ten air this Sunday. It's fantastic. It's a 10 part documentary on the Chicago Bulls. It's getting the highest ratings of anything in ESPN history. That counts the amazing OJ Simpson documentary they did. Um, And we're seeing a lot of this Instagram Live. Michael
0: Jordan can still draw. Oh, absolutely.
1: It's so good and so compelling. Um, And good for them for moving it up. They recognized what needed to be done. Um, you know, Disney's struggling. And
0: don't forget Korean baseball. So. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Korean baseball. Um, but yeah, th- this is just the example of, and we're seeing it on Instagram Live and DJs and things like that, um, just saying, hey, we know people are at home. Let's give them something original. And they are turning out in record numbers. Good for Do Disney. you realize
0: fall is going to be just an absolute desert of entertainment? Yes. Because they've moved everything forward and nothing's gone into production. So right, you, you mentioned be-
1: Hollywood. <clears throat> Hollywood's quiet. Yeah. We're no, not going to see
0: anything until next year.
1: Right. So, okay, okay maybe a short-term move, but it's a, it's a winning move for ESPN. Right. They get the winner of the week. Uh, the loser, the CSU system, Cal State. Uh, this is where a lot of engineers come from, a lot of techies, a lot of workers, a lot of every kind of job. Right. Um, and they announced last, you know, uh, midweek that, uh, you know, everything is going to be virtual for a long time. And um, that's just, it's not only going to cost some jobs and some people who are just not going to be able to, get that education. Right. But there is a morale crusher in what is one of the largest state school systems in the country and most important. And it's one of the things you brought up earlier, are people really gonna to need to stay in California? This right. is one of those things. Thanks. yeah. Uh, and this is a real big blow that I, I think is gonna be felt for months and years to come.
0: It'll be interesting to see once they get really pressed, who they get rid of? Yep. Are they gonna fire adjuncts? Are they going to fire tenured professors? They can't do that. They can't do that. Are they going to fire administrators? That's an interesting question. I mean, that's been the big problem with universities, you have the administrative bloat. What about the
1: students? How do you get technology into all the hands of the CSU yeah. students? That's, yeah. that's tough. I mean,
0: you get an English major, okay. <laughs> right. You're getting an engineering degree, you don't have a lab. How are you going to work on this stuff? You're just going to learn formula until you know, school gets back in session? Yeah, How does that work? work. All right, your winner. Okay, my winner, like I said, India. Yeah. They got a second chance. Uh, I hope they don't blow it this time. They're a tremendous resource out there. But otherwise, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, I'm hearing companies around here, startups saying, we're getting our code done in Latin America. We're getting it done in Argentina or Brazil. And they're pretty good down there. And the other thing is, same time zone. You're right. We can hold meetings during the day with our friends in Paraguay. So... Let's see. You know, good luck, India. Uh, Losers. I'm going even... I'm doing the superset of yours. Okay. I think all colleges and universities... Yes. ...are really facing a challenge right now. Uh, Community colleges have a budget shortfall. I mean, that was going to be the place you might dive into during your gap period before your university finally reopens. But, you know, they're struggling. They're not going to be able to be open either. And even private universities... They have been, they have had some big budget capital expenditures the last few years. They're all growing. Just drive over to Santa Clara University, look at all those brand new big buildings. I mean, I teach there, and I I, I went there. Yeah, I don't even okay. recognize except the mission is the only thing I remember, basically from my time there. Uh, are they are they still going to be able to fill those buildings with students? Students are starting to talk about taking a gap year right now. Um, Where's the money going to come from? Are, are people, are philanthropists and other funders, are they still going to give money to build buildings at universities? I mean, where do universities go from here? They've had an amazing run the last 30 years. They've grown twice the speed of inflation. Now what happens?
1: Yeah, I mean, there aren't degrees in doing something from home, as far as we know.
0: Yeah, and and... Uh... I don't know. I mean, this may be a big deal right now for all those schools out there. You know, the University of Phoenix and what, all these other ones. Uh, Was it New Hampshire? All of those, these online universities. Why spend big bucks to go to an Ivy League school when you can't go to the school physically anyway?
1: Right. That's a big question that is a tough one. And answer. if you're
0: getting a pretty good education at, you know, North, Norwalk University or something, why... Are you? what well, your parents are going to be saying, why are we spending big bucks for you to go to this fancy place just so you can party? So anyway, all right, we're out of time. What's the big story for next week?
1: I think more of the same. I think trying to get people back to work. I predict another round of stimulus and the tech thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, You know, uh, there may be more momentum for this work-at-home thing. And what do you do if you just built a giant building or you're trying to get people into, you know, to recruit them based on the perks? It's going to get really bizarre for a while.
0: Google's not feeding you anymore. And Google's not feeding you anymore. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's it for now, folks. You can follow Scott on Twitter and Facebook. And, of course, watch him every weeknight at 5, 6, and 11 on NBC Bay Area. As for our producer, you can find Tad's work these days on Instagram. And, of course, you can find us, along with Tad's blog, on the Silicon Valley Business Journal homepage, as well as on Spotify and Patreon. See you next week uh, for our 52nd episode, our one-year anniversary. Uh, We're almost out of pandemic parrot purgatory, too, so for now. So good luck, everybody. See you next week. Stay healthy.